And now it is my great privilege to introduce our senior minister and the genius that has the vision uh, for our center and keeps us all moving forward, Reverend Patrick Cameron. Good morning. Happy Halloween. Hey, I'm finding my, uh, my uh, Halloween costume as I walk around here. Did anybody lose this myth? Good for making a point, I guess, if you want a long finger to point at somebody. So, Would you mind playing this with us on? Anybody? I found it laying out the door there when I was doing my rounds. So, If you, if you need it, let me know. I got it. All right. So I'm going to invite you to, to stand if you'd like to sing a song with me and uh, say a prayer. And if you like, stay seated. That's good, too. In this very room, there's quite enough love for all the world. And in this very room, there's quite enough joy for all the world. And there's quite enough love and quite enough power to walk through our every fear. Spirit, one spirit is in this very room, in this very room, in this very room. I invite you to know with me there's one life. Perfect life, God's life. That life is my life. And so in that affirmation, in that declaration, any sense of separation is healed, eradicated and dissipated. And I stand in this truth with you on solid ground, firmly on both feet, planted on the ground, whether sitting or standing. The truth of our being is eternal. We have always been, we will always be, and we have chosen this life to be here. We've come to, to know life and know life abundantly. And so what I respond to that idea with is a yes. A yes to all of that and more. I know that the life that I am living is not big enough for the life that is seeking expression by means of me. And I'm open to that. And so in revealing that and expressing that and welcoming that, I know that each one of us has shifted and changed. As we walk into a darkened room and turn the light switch on, we need no longer fight the darkness but celebrate the light. So we come together today to celebrate the light, the music, the fellowship, the vibration of the Most High, so beautifully present here in and through and as each one of us. For this I give thanks, seeing that in each person and celebrating it in myself and supporting and inspiring myself and one another. I thank you for your inspiration, for your support, for your love, for you are the face of God. For this I give thanks, and together we say, and so it is. Nice. Thanks, Brian. Oh, Brian McLeod. What a guy, huh? You're a good man, Brian McLeod. I'll introduce you to my Uncle Argyle sometime. Remember that in Braveheart with Mel Gibson? Who are you? I'm your Uncle Argyle. Arr. <laughs> There's a Halloween story. 
So I'm going down White Avenue the other day, and I'm, yesterday I'm going down White Avenue, and I'm right by 101st or 2nd, whatever is. And there's a guy in a Superman outfit running up and down the median, just running as fast as he could. He's just flying. He's got a blonde wig on. I think it was a wig anyway. And he would get down to sort of where the railroad, right where the railroad tracks are there, and he'd stand, he'd do a pose, and then he'd turn the other way and do a pose, and he kept going back and forth. I thought, man, I've got to get this guy's name and number. We need him in the, in the service, I think. In fact, I think, it was, I think it was Paul Pringle, actually, that was doing it. But I asked him. He said, it wasn't me. He said, I was his Spider-Man. I was over on Jasper Avenue. And I said, okay. <laughs> Halloween. I was, uh, Valda was here. I, did a, I thought it was Halloween last year. I did a, the wedding for David and Valda Roberts uh, last year. And, and uh, she, she straightened me out. But I, she said, come, it's going to be a costume wedding. It's September, and we're going to do costumes. Everybody's going to be in costume. So I'm like, okay. <laughs> i got to go find a costume. You know, my idea of a costume is a, a, a friar tuck robe with those, those Groucho Mark glasses with a fake mustache. That's my idea of a costume. It's comfortable. You're not wearing a mask. You can breathe. You know what I mean? I think for me, it's all about comfort. Anyway, I went to look for an Elvis outfit because I thought, well, it should be an Elvis wedding then, right? And couldn't find one. Looked for a Superman outfit. Couldn't find one. So <laughs> I just said to heck with it. So lo and behold, I show up to this costume wedding. Nobody's in costume. Yeah, so if you, you want me to marry you and you want me to wear a costume, it's not going to happen is all I have to say. Actually, I should have. It would have been a great story. It's still a great story. been using uh, um, Gay Hendricks' book, The Big Leap, in our banners back there, and it's a wonderful, wonderful book. We started the year with it, and I wanted to uh, end the year with it. And in it, we talked about it um, for the last several weeks. I wanted to talk about, uh, I think, some of the key points. And he says... In the book, he said, the commitment is the place to start. Commitment is always the place we start with everything, whatever we're committed to. And he said, and the affirmation I gave you last week was to repeat, I commit to living in my zone of genius. I commit to living in my zone of genius now and forever. I commit to living in my zone zone of genius now and forever. And so that's an opportunity for us to inform ourselves. And what spiritual practice does for us, and that's a form of spiritual practice, it's affirmation. It's planting a new seed and then it's nurturing the seed. What it does is it allows us to stay awake more often than not. So it's really about the journey is just staying awake. And what my experience has been is I, as I move along, I stay awake more often than not. And, and that's a good thing. But I still go back to sleep. I, I, and the, the signposts for me of going back to sleep are, are um, the, the patterns. We either, we either live our life by inspiration or default. We're either living intentionally or we live by default because we've all been conditioned in a certain way. I was invited this last week. I went down to Los Angeles on Tuesday and I came back Friday night and I got a phone call about three, four weeks ago from an old friend. I've known this person for about 10, 11 years and she's written a movie and they were producing this. It's a documentary called Quantum Wisdom. And she called and said, I'd like you to be in the movie. And I said, well, is there any budget? No, no budget. Oh, okay. And she said, if you can get yourself down here, you can be in the movie. So I talked to Laura and we found some air miles and uh, I went down. And uh, it was really interesting. They fired about 20 questions. Just, they said, do you want to answer all the questions? I said, yeah, I'll answer. Because they gave me the list of questions. Said, yeah, I'll answer the questions. And in it, um, I don't remember anything I answered. But, and I knew when I was doing it, when I got done, I said, you know, I'm no, and I told the crew because I didn't want to carry this with me. But I said, guys, 
Knowing now what I know then, I would have done this completely different, but how many times have we done that, you know? And, uh, and so as I was leaving, I said, I just want to say this one more time, guys, and obviously I'm saying it two more times because I'm saying it again. I said it this third time I'll say it, and then I'm done with it. But I said, I know 20 minutes after I leave here, all kinds of ideas are going to flood, float up, you know? And I said, so, and they go, oh, yeah, 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 we know that. And so, but the energetic of it, and I think that the things that needed to be said, it's really just stepping into that flow of life. It's trusting. And it's not the rational mind. So, but, but most people, and most of us, and myself included, have, have spent most of our lives trapped in the rational mind. And the rational mind is a wonderful thing to have. But the rational mind is, as um, uh, Einstein said, in fact, I'm, I'm surprised somebody didn't dress up as Einstein today, because we're doing genius. I thought, somebody's for sure going to dress up as Einstein. And I thought James would be here. Everybody that knows James, he's got the Einstein hairdo, so I thought he'd be here, but he didn't show up either. But Einstein said the level of thinking that created the situation, the current condition, is not the level of thinking that will take us out of it. He understood it, and he was a scientist. And so when I left that, that uh, and it was a wonderful opportunity, the energetics of it, and I just thought, wow, this is a great thing. And then, and then uh, um, there were, I don't want to go into all the details, but just a lot of wonderful momentum and ideas started popping for me afterwards. And I also realized, just put it down, because... What happened there was at the, by right of consciousness. And it was very spontaneous. Uh, and the energetic of it was just quite, quite amazing. But it's really... And so they asked me at one point in time, how did you come to this knowing? And I said, well, it's probably the last 20 years of immersion in metaphysics, in, in new thought, in ancient wisdom. And, and, and that's a very short period of time. But it's, it really takes us time to retrain our thinking. An untrained mind will revert to pattern. So when we're pressured, we'll, we'll fall right back into it. And as I mentioned last week, when he, after we make the commitment from, Jay, uh, from Gay Hendricks, I commit to living in my zone of genius now and forever. And if we work with that, that becomes our vow. Most of us live by default. Most of us go to bed at night worrying about what's, what, what next thing we need to fix or change or, or alter in our experience. And there's nothing wrong with that. But that's our rational mind. And so there's wonderful opportunities where the gateway of the subconscious is open. One of the questions they ask, they're beautiful questions, the stuff we teach. What's the difference between the conscious and the subconscious mind? Subconscious mind is so deep-seated, a lot of times we don't know what we believe. The only way we can tell is that we look at our lives and see how it's unfolding. And through the conscious mind, we can alter that. We can plant a different seed. We can work with affirmations. We can, we can have spiritual practice in our lives. We can, before we go to bed at night, the first thing when we get up in the morning, say, I commit to living my Zone of genius now and forever. I commit to living in my zone, zone of genius now and forever. And so the clues were, that I shared last week, and I'll touch on them briefly. Number one, how do we know what our genius is? What's that all mean? What do I love to do? There's the first question. What do you love to do? Everybody, everybody has something they love to do. What do you love to do? And, and the, the challenge with that is we can name something perhaps, but then we have to follow it back a bit. We have to track it and track it and track it. What do I love to do? Number two, what work do I do that doesn't seem like work? What do you do in your life that doesn't seem like work? I was sitting there answering those 20, those 20 questions. I thought, this doesn't seem like work. This is kind of fun. And it, and it was. It was kind of fun. And you go, wow, that was interesting. And, it, and when I got done, I couldn't remember anything. And they said... That was really good. Thanks. I love your answers. And I thought, yeah, me too. I wish I could remember one of them. <laughs> but that's trusting and stepping into the zone. And they're going to edit it all up anyway. 
I could end up on the, the cutting room floor. I've had, ended up on the cutting room floor before. Life has prepared me well. Lethal Weapon 1. Has anybody seen that? It's a classic. I star in it. Have you seen it? If you blink your eyes, you miss me. But when we filmed that, uh, I was so excited. Oh, my gosh, I was so excited. You know, I was telling myself all kinds of stories about it. And then I, I invited all my friends. We'd go to the premiere over at UCLA. The big, big, this thing was packed with people. And there must have been 2,000 people in the auditorium. And the movie starts, and we get to my scene, and I'm all excited. And they cut almost everything out. And, and my friends didn't know, so they're like, that was so cool, man. You actually had a line. That was great. I'm like, yeah, thanks. You know, it was very interesting. My response was totally different than theirs. But the point being is, is that, that what was done is done. Ernest Holmes, it was one of the great things that Ernest Holmes ever lived. And one of the influences that I, I honor and love about him is when he was done with something, he didn't ever turn around. He was done. He never had to burn the place down if he decided he was leaving. He just left. I'm done with this, so I'm moving forward. I'm done. So he understood how powerful thought is. And he had trained his mind and his, his consciousness. What work do I do that doesn't seem like work? Number three, in my work, what produces the highest ratio of abundance and satisfaction based on the amount of time spent? What is most productive for you? What is most productive for you? Gay Hendricks talks about it in the book. He said that part of being an entrepreneur is spiritual practice. They're one and the same. We think business is not spiritual practice. But if we, if we get this, so what is, you know, where, where do I get my gift and what creates the greatest value, not just for myself, but for everyone else? What is that? There's another clue. See, it's a clue. It's an indicator. And is there, what is my special gift or skill? There's the fourth one. What's your special gift or skill? Now, it may, not, it may mean that other people don't, may have that same skill or gift, but it is unique into your environment and your, the people in your life. So there's no competition. We have, we have different singers that come every week. Jenny, you're amazing, beautiful, wonderful. Love your skill and love your, your gift of creativity and imagination. But for me to say that does not discount or take away from anybody else. It's just celebrating the, the unique gifts and skills that, that Jenny has, or Brown has, or Dan has, or Sue has, or Brian. But there's a special gift in all of us. An untrained mind will revert to a pattern. So what, what Mary Mann and Morrissey uh, suggest, and I think this is a great practice, and, and it ties in beautifully with, with what Gay Hendricks is saying. And he's asking us to ask questions and look and see what's alive. See, part of life, one of the things I did answer in this movie, I know, is that we talked about, um, can we change our attitude? And I said, we have to change our attitude because we have been raised by parents. And my parents, along with your parents, did the best they knew how. Parents just do that. They give you every, parents give you everything. When I was, in, in fact, when I was in L.A., I went up and saw my daughter in Santa Barbara. And I get there and... She's a wonderful young lady. She's about 27, 28. And I get there and find out that she's been fired from her job. And, you know, you think you've done spiritual practice. And she's living in this apartment, finally on her own and no work. And I'm just li- <laughs> listening to her story. And I'm keeping a straight face. And I'm, I'm sitting in the chair like I'm grounded. And I'm, my, my heart is just doing backflips. And, you know, and I, I was shared earlier at the first service, I never feel that way about a condition in my life. But all of a sudden, involve my children. It's like... Ooh. And so I just looked at her and looked at her and looked at her, and I didn't want to try and fix it. I, you know, I didn't want to point out what I felt was, could be changed because it's not really none of my business. And she already knows. So what I did, I looked at her, and finally we, and we got talking. But first I said to her, honey, I love you, and I'm proud of you. I love you, and I'm proud of you. 
And then I was still spinning and spinning and spinning. And I called the practitioner. I said, I need some prayer support on this because I'm still spinning. In the middle of this, my, my son calls from San Francisco and he informs me he fire, got fired from his job. <laughs> and I thought, holy moly. And I started thinking, and then of course, my, I said, you know, this is why people have heart attacks. And I thought, well, there's a thought, isn't it? Let's plant that seed. <laughs> you know, trained metaphysician. Yeah, 20 years of it. But anyway, but I knew enough to keep my mouth shut and to, and to keep the conversation in, in heaven, which is, I love you and I'm proud of you. My son, I, I said to him, you're on your own, buddy. <laughs> well, they are, but I did say that in the movie. It's in the movie. I don't know if they'll put it in there, but you're on your own. You gotta, it was support the, our children and having their own experience because what I know about it at the end of the day is they are as much God as anyone else. And they have everything they need to meet and bring their unique gifts and skills. And so their gifts and skills don't look linear as, as mine do or, or someone else's. And my journey hasn't been a straight, straight and narrow path either. But, but I had to pull myself back from it. Otherwise, you fall into the rational mind, especially when you, know, you care so deeply. You, know, you want to give children roots and wings. And I know that. But it's easy, to, it's easy to fall into that, and it's easy to get distracted, and we forget. And the nice thing is, is to be able to call people that you know are awake and can be awake with you to keep you awake so you don't fall into it. So now my, my, challenge, my, my challenge, my opportunity is to do prayer work for myself and to continue to nurture the highest and best. Because really what happens when that happens is it's just they're not in the right place, and I know that. And, there's, and, and their, their gifts and talents will continue to be revealed to them, so to nurture that idea. We are born with the capacity, beyond the rational mind, Mary Manna Morrissey talks about, we're born with the capacity to, to imagine, to have intuition, to have memory, will, will, and power of perception. And I, don't, I can't expand on all five of those today, but I, I did want to talk, she talks a bit about it in our lesson this week for uh, Prosperity Plus. It, it, this is a wonderful class. The information is it's just so powerful. Talks about memory. Each one of us can go back to the room that we grew up in as kids. Can anybody here not do that? Do you remember the room you had as a, you know, as a 10 or 12-year-old? See everybody nodding. You can do that. And so what if you, and I love this because she does it in the, the lesson we're going to look at today. But she says, what if you walk into that room and you sit down on the bed next to yourself and you put your arm around yourself and you say, you're going to make it. You're going to make it. You're going to be just fine. You're going to make it. And I thought, wow, isn't that interesting? And if we can do that and tell ourselves we're going to make it and, and to honor ourselves in a way that's intelligent and bright and call ourselves back to that memory, we can plant, we can plant seeds there with ourselves. Our higher self can meet ourselves today and say, you're going to make it. You're going to thrive. You are thriving. You're activating thriving. That's part of the practice is looking at our lives and seeing what works today. And that's when my daughter shared with me this information. And I realized, you know, the, the, what I can offer here is, is a, a higher idea. I love you, which is to acknowledge that connection, not just as a dad, but as a, a human being. Great heart, great person, cares deeply about the world and people. And, you know, so many, so many of the people on the planet are amazing people. And she's one of them. I love you, and I'm proud of you. And so the gift, and, and part of the gift that I brought to that from, was from my upbringing. You know, that those are things I, pro- I would have loved to have heard from my parents. But if I heard that from my parents, I probably not would, would not be here with you today sharing what I'm sharing. 
The gifts, the, gifts, the things we didn't get as children become our gifts we give as we grow older. And, and that's part of the power of perception. What's the gift in this for me? Why was it so hard, you know? We would, in my family, as I said many times, we'd rather fight than eat. We didn't want a hug. A hug? Are you out of your mind? I'm going to be hugging. But I knew there was a different way to do it. I knew, and these kids, these children in my life, when they showed up, I said, I'm doing this differently. I need, I need the tools and the, and the ability and the, and the, uh, the toolbox to, to do this differently. So what, what Mary Mennon Morrissey says is we must make friends with the observer self, start to relate to the part that is infinite. Not the rational mind, but the part that is infinite. Each one of us is infinite, eternal. Eternal, each one of us. We have always been, we will always be. That was another question they asked in the movie, is there an afterlife? I said, There's a, life's a continuum. It's outward and upward. We spiral, and we're in form right now, but we continue to move outward and upward. Look at the, the, the evolution of consciousness on the planet right now. When I was in the States, I turned on the radio on the rental car. In fact, I, I thought I rented a little Ford. I thought I was in a Ford Focus, and it turned out I was, I was not, but I thought I was in a Ford Focus. I got up the next morning because I got the car at night. I got up the next I couldn't find the car. I'm like, there's no Ford out here. I could have swore I parked right here. I was driving a Kia, and I didn't even know it. <laughs> Talk about being the observer. <laughs> All I knew is it started. I got in it and drove. So I, I hit the alarm button, found my car. We must pay attention to what we're paying attention to. Paying attention to what we're paying attention to. Paying attention to what we're paying attention to. That's why when I say to you, you know what? When we say I commit to living in my zone of genius and nurturing that, and that's your vow, I'm going to give you, he talks about the ultimate success mantra. At the end of the book, he gives us the ultimate success mantra, and I'm going to repeat it a few times, so if you'd like to write it down, good idea. He said, I expand, here it is, I expand in abundance, success, and love every day. I expand in in success, in abundance, success, and love every day. Abundance, success, and love every day. As I inspire those around me to do the same. As I inspire those around me to do the same. I expand in abundance, success, and love every day. And on page 149, he tells you how to do it. I expand in abundance, success, and love every day as I inspire those around me to do the same. He says, whisper this softly to yourself. It takes five to seven seconds to do this. I expand in abundance, success, and love every day as I inspire those around me to do the same. I expand in abundance, success, and love every day as I inspire those around me to do the same. Then he says, pause and rest with an open mind for 10 to 15 seconds. This is about the time it takes to take two slow breaths. It's right here in the book, it's a great book. You do this practice for 30 days with commitment when you go to bed at night. Rather than watch the news, do this for yourself. Ricky Byers says, never eat a meal while you tell a sad story. Ricky Byers Beckwith, we had her here last year with Michael. Never tell, your, tell a sad story while you're eating a meal because you eat the sadness. You take it in. Pause and rest with an open mind for 10 to 15 minutes. That's the second step. This is about the time it takes for two slow, easy breaths. Then again, whisper. Whisper, I expand in abundant success and love every day. 
as I inspire those around me to do the same. Then he says, then he, he says pause and rest with an open mind for 10 to 15 seconds. See, you've got to let it seep in. You've got to let it settle in. Settle in. Settle in. See, we're doing this by default, most of us. It's been my experience with most people. We've got stuff that happens during the day and we go home and we're dragging it with us. Continue to do this for ten to f- t- 5 to 10 minutes then. After you've repeated it softly, then do it for five to ten minutes. And when you feel you're good, at a good stopping place, pause and rest for a minute and two before returning to your normal activities. So it's a, it's a process of about 20 minutes each day, is what he asked. But if you can do it for five. In the, in the lesson today with Mary Manon Morrissey, she talks about Samson and Delilah. And it's a great story, and I love the, the metaphor in it. With Samson, if you remember Samson, in fact, is Chris with a K here? Because he's got the Samson hair going on. But I thought, perfect for this guy to be here. Anyway, but Samson meets up with Delilah because the Philistines can't figure out what to do with this dude. He's just too tough. They can't, they can't master Samson. Everybody they send against him, he kills them. He destroys them. So finally they figure out, let's send Delilah. So they send this beautiful seductress to, to woo Samson. And so pretty soon Samson's, she gets Samson's attention and they start hanging out together. And he starts pouring more and more of his attention on Delilah. And Delilah says, you know, Samson, what's the secret to your, to your strength? And he won't tell, and he won't tell. But finally, he just gets intoxicated with Delilah. What Delilah is, is the rational mind. Delilah is doubt and fear, and it's a lower vibration. And so, finally, he's falling asleep one night, and, and Samson gives up the ghost. He says, oh, well, it's my hair. So while he's sleeping, the guards come in, they cut off all his hair, they put his eyes out, they strap him to a chain, and they put him on a grindstone. And he's forced to push the grindstone. And he's blind, <clears throat> he's depressed, and it's a metaphor for our lives, how we can get trapped in the rational mind, and we can get caught in the everyday ideas. And then eventually we just keep pushing the same idea around and around and around. See, it's all metaphor. All the stories in the Bible, the characters are you and I. It's all metaphor. So he starts pushing and pushing and pushing. Because he started sleeping with Delilah. And, and, and it's so important for us to stay awake because it's easy to fall asleep and we start sleeping with Delilah. And so one of the practices that we can use in our lives is affirmation. And not just throw them out randomly, but make it a vow, make it a ritual for ourselves. I expand in abundance, success, and love every day as I inspire those around me to do the same. And then work with it. This book is full of questions. He's got the practices in here. He explains it all. But we can go to sleep. See, we're here to live life abundantly. Mary Manon Morrissey says it so beautifully in, in our uh, Prosperity Pledge. She said, the purpose of money is to, is to be comfortable enough to share our gifts. It's the whole purpose of the money is to be comfortable enough to share our gifts. That's the only reason for it. Now, are you able to share your gifts in freedom? Or is money, to get on top of this idea, because the energetic of money, Gay Hendricks says that to be an entrepreneur is spiritual practice. It's the same idea. See, we're, here to, we're here so that we can live in a, a, an abundant enough life to share our vital gifts. And that's why we're here. That's why we're all here. And we are not here by default. We're here, we're, we're here by divine right appointment. And our mandate, as Dr. Holmes says in, his, in all the books he wrote, is Freedom. And so really, it's to wake up to that and understand we're free, whatever happens. See, we talk about it in what we believe. It says that we believe we can control the conditions through the power of our mind. We can control, control conditions through the power of our mind. I think that it's missing a piece when we say that. 
because we don't control all conditions. We don't control the weather. Things happen in our lives. I did not control the, the employability of my children. They're having their own experience. I don't control those conditions. But what I do control every moment of every day is my response to it. It's my response to it. And I think when people come in our doors and we say, well, we believe in the controlling of conditions through the power of the mind, what do you mean? You know, what about what's going on in wherever? You know, because there's people doing all kinds of strange stuff out there. We don't control that, but we control our response to it. And I think that that's an important piece that we need to make clear. So you and I, we have this opportunity, and we're thinking anyway. We're already doing the work. Have you noticed that? Thoughts coming all the time? Why don't we monitor those in a more effective and, 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 uh, and healthy way, a healthy and wholesome way, so that our lives can be the, a reflection of our spiritual magnificence? I had a banner. I'm looking for the banner we used to have that said that. Got so many banners around here now, I don't know when to look at it. But, but truly, to, to, to empower ourselves, I commit to living in my genius now and forever. Now and forever. And don't make that pressure. Because the genius is already there. It's the revelation. It's just letting what's already there reveal itself. It is Samson's hair. Everybody has it. Almost everybody. I noticed Dave Rochefort is getting a little thin on top, but he's still got some hair up there. But everybody has hair. And, and that's the metaphor in it. We all have it. We all have that spark of the divine in us. Each and every one of us. And so it's not falling asleep and staying asleep. And when Delilah starts to seduce us, because it's so easy to get seduced, to be able to say, nope, I'm not doing that anymore because that doesn't line up with my genius. That doesn't allow me to share my gifts and share my talents. When we show up, we, he's got a whole list in there of, of, of the things we can fall into. When we show up in the world as victims, if we're really entrenched in the consciousness of victim, then it is, it's incumbent upon us and it it's automatically plays itself out. We find a perpetrator. You have to have a perpetrator. If you're in victim consciousness, you have to have a perpetrator. It's the way the law works. If, in, in all, it's, it's, it's fascinating. Dr. Holmes said that we can either use it constructively or, or destructively. We can abuse it or we can celebrate it. You know, electricity is in this room. Electricity can light the room and amplify the voice or it can, it can burn the place down. And it, that's why it is so important, I believe, and, and to be awake and aware at this planet at this time, this, this, this movie and the people they brought together to do it. I mean, it, it, it's fascinating to watch the, um, the information being shared. And it's nothing new, but we need to be reminded. We need to be reminded over and over and over again. Because the rational mind and the world and the, the race consciousness, the cultural conditioning, will tell us otherwise. And we don't have to burn it down. We don't have to make it wrong. We just simply have to say, you know what? That doesn't represent me anymore. I'm moving into my genius. I'm going to live in my genius now and forever, and I'm going to see what happens for me there. And I, I choose abundance and success and love. And I, as I inspire others to live that way too. And we don't have to convince anybody else. We can't convince anybody else anyway. We can just make that commitment for our, our, ourselves. And that's a beautiful opportunity. Life doesn't get any better than this. Life is perfect just the way it is. And we have everything we need, whatever's in front of us, whatever we're doing, whatever we're involved in, whatever relationship. All the relationships we've had, the ones we're having now, and the ones that are yet to show up are all a result of our consciousness. So we get to decide right here and right now, what's this going to look like for the next X amount of years or X amount of days? 
That's a beautiful thing. None of us are stuck. The facts are the facts in our lives, but they always change. And the truth is, you are, you are, you are, you and I have the opportunity to grow into that, that, that bigger life. Because the life we're living right now, for myself as well, the life I'm living right now is not big enough for the life that's seeking me. And nor is it for you. So blessings, so it is.